I can't help but do it now every time. Uh, every time. I Ever. like saying, and we're back. Because <laughs> it's a little bit like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Harry Carey. It's a little Harry Carey. Hi, Justin. Hey, Scott. <laughs> and we have a special guest. We Scott. do. We have Chip Mitchell today. Chip Mitchell, the first staff person hired by the Simple mm. Church. Thir- Way back when? 13, 13 years ago. No. 13 actually, is it right? Well, this church started 13 years yeah, ago. Yeah, so 12 years. No, 14 years ago. It would have been 2009. Yeah, so I, was, I have no idea how to do that math. Yeah. Well, that's okay. But well, we couldn't There's hire anybody. There's a reason I started in 2009. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't afford anybody, and then yeah. Chip went and no, worked No, I wasn't at, allowed to be. Yeah, he wasn't allowed. Yeah, to be. And then he went and worked at... Uh, CenturyLink, where the, I worked for Chip. Yeah. I was his assistant for that year. What'd you do at CenturyLink? Well, it's a long story. So I know, but what was your there? main job? My main job was the technical director. Uh huh. That's why you're so good at it today, son. Yeah, <laughs> it's the truth. And it was one of the <laughs> well. There was a lot of things that happened in that job that uh, preferenced preferenced is that even no uh, prefaced. No, that would know. be. Uh, I don't know. I went to Southwood again. I, anyway, I was but, homeschooled. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, there was a lot of things that different. I learned at CenturyLink that helped us at. Uh, Simple church. Yes, I would. I would a hundred percent agree. Hey, as a matter yeah. of fact, hold on to kind of give you some spiritual on that. Ooh. I know this is unusual, but it's so interesting how I was listening on the radio coming in just a minute ago. It was talking about a, a circumstance or a situation where, like Ray was kind of talking to us yesterday, and we were talking about all of the different things we've gone through in our life, and how sometimes at the time it doesn't make any sense, or you can be frustrated by it, or you're not even really sure what you're doing. But then you turn around and you look backwards and you're like, okay, I see why God did that. I see yeah. exactly what it did. And CenturyLink is for sure one of those situations in your life, Chip, because it helped us tremendously. Yeah, because... Yeah, it gave me a job. Yeah. <laughs> of one of the 29. Yes, the, exactly. The story, the story is cool because it when we started, the when the Simple Church was first started, it was in 2007. Mm-hmm. So um, in 2007... I was still working at First Bozier at that point in time, but it was complicated a little right. bit when we were trying to do that. Oh, so slightly, yes, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, but I had a choice to have to make, and that was like at a certain point they said you cannot work here anymore because I was taking all my vacation days when the Simple Church first started to do Sundays to make and sure that that it was that was complicated. Yeah. That, was, that complicated. was complicated. So eventually, Justin came to me and said. Yeah, you're gonna have to find another job, and I'm like, and it was, and, it, and that was scary. You, it is you, scary. Yeah. You quit fired, <laughs> pretty no, much. He didn't get like, fired. No, I didn't get fired. No, that's I, no. He knew I had to, I had you to had quit. You, you were the sacrificial lamb, hmm. and that's the truth. A lot of times, I mean, he had a good job. Yeah, he was doing what was he was supposed secure. to, and it was secure and things going on. But I knew early on, I was like, man, if he, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna have to branch out so that you can have the freedom to do it because they were saying you really can't do both jobs we're not going to pay right. you to go work for simple church. And that was fair I mean, and that's what i'm saying yeah. so but where i admire chip and i'm thankful for chip is that he was really going dude i'll do it so we went and got a secular job working in the world at CenturyLink, which at the time was complicated difficult because yeah. you're stepping out of the church world working in the business world but you learned a lot i mean but, there's a ton of stuff that you learned just by being in that environment and made a lot of connections that still help us out to this day. Including that we have Easter services at the right. same arena that Which you worked at. That's a whole other podcast <laughs> on that first Easter service. That was a... But think a, about yeah. But that's what I've kind of tripped on is that God 
like if you're listening and you're going, man, I don't know why I've lost my job or why I'm having to change or why this is going on. I mean, because there were some difficult times for all of us throughout those early years. And then you kind of look back and go, I know now why God did that. I mean, we were going, I'm sure we'll talk about it because in the early years we were talking about uh, how difficult the theater was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was slightly difficult. I mean, slightly is an understatement. Because I pulled pictures yesterday for this week's message. And, like, you know, granted, now there's still thousands of people that come, but there were a thousand people early days. You should see the lobby. I pulled the picture again to just be reminded. It was a crazy You think chaos. it's complicated now, and you think that it it was chaos. You could not walk. And no, I'm going, the, the manager double, was. double lines, triple lines outside of Hall 14 because yeah. they knew, or Theater 14 because they knew that was the live theater, and we had three other theaters that were simulcast and there was like oh, oh you didn't get in so sorry yeah and then they're like what <laughs> yeah. which one is he in i'm and like then, what difference does it make well, well but the then you started making changes you would run from one theater to the next well, that didn't last through. very long that didn't last because i'm was... out of shape because <laughs> i'm well, fat no it was like kind of like a bad magician show he's like all of a sudden he's there and he's like where'd he go yeah and i don't think people really thought that was fun i think they were i would start a message for y'all that don't know i would start a message in one theater because that was the we we, were already jumping ahead because we couldn't get the big theater yeah so i guess if we wanted to back up and say yeah this is like a little history this is backstage in some church the early years if you're backing up the early years the early years chip the early years were because uh, it actually, if it was 13 years ago, right around this time, that we, I was thinking about that, we were meeting with PCI, yeah, which, portable, which portable Church, Church Industries, yeah. which basically the, for the backstage part of it, the trailer that we had originally, it had everything that we needed, preschool through main room in the trailer. Now we have two semis and it's a little different but you actually you probably know, have th- two well, sem- you have well, three semis of equipment yeah, three, but, three semis yeah. of because you just move with the third mm-hmm. semi in varying ways but hold on let me let me pound time out right here because i got to go back yeah if you're listening chip is the coordinator for all of this so if you are brand new or you don't know really what chip does at simple church he's the technical director uh, for everything that happens from setup to tear down to technically how cameras work to how sound works. Now, there's people under you now. Yeah. <laughs> but in the early days, it was me. Chip and Just me. Chip. <laughs> and yeah. I'd be like, Chip, I know nothing about it or I don't remember anything about it. You need to handle it. And he has handled it all and done it amazing. Come on, give him a round of applause, Scott, right now. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. We, don't have the, we don't have it on the yeah. oh, <laughs> on no, sound effects. No, we'll get it. Right. We'll sound effects later. That's technical yeah, advice. Yeah. We'll I, I don't want to hit the wrong button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I know every so every venue in this city yeah. we've been in. Yeah, because people yeah. don't know that behind the scenes, Chip's the one yeah. that really manages that, takes care of that. So now... Going back to the early days, we really didn't know, but I was leaning heavy on you and give you a little more background. Chip and I go back to him about 15 years old. I met you as a 15-year-old on a mission trip to Aww. Pensacola, Florida. That's right, son. In 1993. And so I that, was a junior in high school. That was as soon as we came back from Nashville. That was yeah. the first... Trip really I that I went. No, it was ninety three. What were you doing in Pensacola? We were going on a school a, assembly, which is funny. We were setting up and tear down, doing school assemblies for mm-hmm. uh, a mission trip. So yeah, we would go into public schools, put on a production, 
And I, the reason I was hired is because I had just come from Nashville doing that. And so Chip was a kid. They had never, they had small stuff, but yeah. they didn't really know what they were doing. So Stuart was here. And so we, he had this idea of work, going into public schools and doing presentations and letting the kids do all that. So basically my job was, and Alan, and I, I think it was really just me initially, Bobby, I brought Bobby in yeah, from the first bars. Year, <laughs> Bobby was, was just managing yeah. a band out in the bars. And I was like, Bobby, let's all build the backdrop. And we would just go in and do a student production, which ironically is how it all started for him because Chip was really at a young age interested in it, good at it, focused on it, and he learned how to set everything up, tear everything down, and manage, you know. You think about it, that's lights, sound, in 1993. And video was not <laughs> quite there yet. No, it but came it, like we a year doing, or two later we did video but well. It was like projection. Yeah. I mean, projectors and, and Was it like tape. overhead projectors? No, no it, was it was like a projector but tape. Like, you know how, like, now you can just hit the button and show the video. Now it it's VCR. like, cue it up and <laughs> <laughs> hope that it's in the right place. And, and can we take uh, out that play. cuss word? No, yeah. we can't no, do that. No, you can't take out a cuss word. Just so go you with it. Can't use that clip. <laughs> just kidding. We didn't go, go with, with it. it. But I'm saying yeah, that's how long, long we've been. So, But he's been doing it. And that's why sometimes I think Chip uh, underappreciates himself. And I'm telling you, dude, we're oh. very thankful. It's I true. Am. Because I don't think you always realize – the technical side of things from being even from 15 years old all the way to where we are today, and it's way more advanced. You can't yeah. function without it. You don't do yeah. it. Yeah. It's impossible to do it without Interesting, it. Interesting. Uh, and I wouldn't be here without you. Hey, there you go. There you go, see. But technology has been a big part of the Simple Church, I mean, from the beginning. Um, I was thinking about this this morning, and I'll, I'm going to put this in your head so you can go from mm. the, uh mm. 2006, April 2006. Okay. Uh, probably the most, for me, I was just thinking about the most, uh, I guess, uh, an old school word of the seed has been planted mm. on how the church was going to yeah. go. Me and you went to Las Vegas and went to NAB, drug you into this National Broadcasters Association thing. Yeah, I remember that. Emma was two months old, and you flew out there because your uh, in-laws were still living in Las Vegas at that point in time. Wow. Yeah. And, we did uh, a, a stereo wow, uh, yeah. <laughs> and we went to Central Christian the yeah. first time. Well, that. you had gone a couple times before yeah. when mm-hmm. you were out there, but I but I got I got to go and see that. And Central Christian, it was just an int- it was way different from anything that we'd ever experienced yeah. before because it was. And I would say that was probably the first time it felt real to me to be in church. Yeah, because you came in, and there we kind of it, it was kind of the model that we kind of adopted they did like a, a tom petty song started off yeah i remember won't that. back down which was really cool and then they came out and did an interview type thing but it and but the interesting thing about it was at the very very end they just said hey you know if you heard what you heard today and you'd like to know more information about how to you know uh, have a relationship with jesus you know just come meet down here and then all of a sudden and then the service is over people were walking out and there's like a hundred and 50 people that are down there on the right yeah. side fixing a talk town. It's like no altar call, no, you know, nothing. There's just people just making decisions to follow. Yeah. Jesus. And we were just seeing it differently. Yeah. So like you only know what you know. So, yeah. so we don't only making gone... it simple. <laughs> well, well, it was, it, it, it was, was simple. simple. Yeah. But what was probably it was more real. Yeah. That was probably it. Yeah. And you're like for us, 
you know, we're at NAB, which I had never been there before. I mean, it's all the technical stuff that makes church happen, and we're trying to figure out how to be better even as student pastors and family pastors at the time or whatever, and then also knowing that Simple Church hadn't launched yet. So we were just going, man, there it, there are people doing... starting of Yeah, it, and know. people are doing church differently. I mean, of course, we had done North Point and Andy's camps yeah. and all that stuff, so we had seen their stuff. I had been to Saddleback. We, so you're seeing that it's all these different ways of doing it and they were really creative at doing it. Central Christian by yeah. adding the secular music and like Fellowship Church in Dallas was doing the same thing. Ned Young and then we'd gone over there a few times and they'd opened up with some other songs and stuff. We're like, man, this is doable, you know? Yeah, and then we left and drove to California yeah. and went to Saddleback and which is another church that's big in there. But what was interesting about that and then we went got to go to a service and we walked in and Rick Warren, who had lost his voice yeah, and he said, "I lost my voice. I had to call Doug, and he and Doug spoke that morning, which and this just popped in my mind because Doug was in communication style, like using media. Yeah, like he would use pictures, he would use video, and this was pretty early on. You didn't have the availability to and that's Doug Fields. Yeah, by Doug the way. Fields. Um, you didn't have the availability to like you had to do kind of everything on tape, so <laughs> there was like you know, queuing up. So he showed an office clip in the sermon, like as something funny. So this and was a guy, long time ago. And the huh. guy forgot to turn the audio on. <laughs> so this is like, this is like a 3,000 seat auditorium and yeah. they're just, we're just watching the office with no audio. <laughs> That's why technology matters. Yeah. Right? Very much so. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, Okay, I don't feel that bad, yeah. you know. Well, because, yeah. and Doug and them are great at yeah. it just because he's doesn't take himself too seriously. You know, he, he's, funny he enjoys what and and all of those influences yeah or why we do it the way we are thank you doug fields thank you judd will and central christian thank you andy stanley and rick warren and i mean the list can go on and on ed young jr all of those different ways of doing it is why we do it differently now technically um, i'm going back to what chip's really good at is even when we were going to the theater People were going, how? And, and we had the change. This is what's tripped out about Chip and his background. Okay, so we launched the church. We don't know what we're doing. Portable Church helps us. We just get it going. And we have one trailer with really not a lot of anything. Yeah, and that was yeah. the crazy part. I said, we had $50,000 for everything. That's not, children's, that's children's through the main the, room, the everything. So I, I looked at the guy, and he said, what do you want? I said, well, I don't have much, but all I need, I got to have a projector and one computer. Because the presentation software that we use now called ProPresenter, and you hear me reference it a couple of times, it's really what, it's our backbone for Justin's videos and putting the scripture and pictures and things up on the screen to make sure that it flows well and that he can uh, continue to, to speak and do the things that he needs to do and be real easy with it. But I said, hey, I just need a computer and a projector because we're going to use the screen. And so what do you want on sound? I was like, well, we're going to have to go cheap. So just give me a analog soundboard and to you know whatever he said well i got this thing that this i said just whatever this we don't have much money so we just got to make it work sound video and then i just want lights on trees and that's it <laughs> we'd like just literally can like can lights. lights like which is like, kind on, of crazy on and they? off yeah it's like yeah. and we were laughing about it but honestly people didn't really care they were just like all right what and what made it different was not the technology mm. what made it different was the methodology of right. like going dude we're going to be shorter we had to be shorter because we're in the theater. We were going to use comedy because Doug Fields and other right. people had showed us how to do it. We were going to use secular music because, again, people like Central Christian and, and uh, you know Fellowship in Dallas were doing things that are similar. So we were trying to mix all this stuff together 
to go, all right, here's what we're going to do and try to make the message relevant uh, to where people are. And now you kind of look back without technology, mm-hmm. without the flexibility, it would have never happened because we didn't even know what we were doing. I mean, we still don't know what we're doing. No. <laughs> but I mean, particularly in the beginning, we really didn't know what we were doing. But no. what was cool is how God was using that. Even in, look, we didn't have power. Like no. when you when you start in a theater, this is what's crazy. And for those that don't know, you have to have power to run your technology. And then you want separate circuits so that you don't blow the power, just like you blow a breaker oh, in your wow, house. That's bringing yeah. memories. So, so we were running cables through windows, outdoors. Like in a theater, they have one outlet because they have to have it for a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> okay. Well, one outlet can only can't even do a well, barely can do a light tree because we were in conventional lights and they pull a lot of power. Which is so funny. I last night I was looking that up and I said National Cinemedia. I hadn't thought about that name in a while. Yeah, I, we're going to go into that because yeah. we went around the country speaking on this, yeah. which yes. is a whole other side of it. Yeah. Me and Chip on the tour. But I saw an email <laughs> that I had sent to Jeff Wright, and it was 2009. And I was like, hey, any updates on the power uh, install? Because it took forever to get responses when we were trying to work in the theater. Yeah, because like Word of God's there now. They're in the theater. Yeah. The the they can thank us because we we put in like, like thousands of dollars $4, worth of power. Uh, power upgrades which nobody had done that so Still we were like, to this day yeah so like we had to we literally changed and underneath the screens are huge powered uh, distros and outlets all on separate breakers so that we could make it easier but but they had never done it they were like y'all want to do what we we're like you can't do church in here cuz national center media was was kind of telling everyone, and they're like the big brokerage for all movie theaters. So whether it was Regal or AMC or whoever you may be, they kind of represent everybody. They were going, we want churches to be in theaters. And so we launched, I think Second Baptist in Houston was the first in the country to do it. Willow Creek was right there with them, so maybe they're 1A and 1B. But but we were kind of in the small market, North Louisiana. We're not in Dallas. We're not in Houston. But we ended up being the largest theater church at the time. In America. Yeah, yeah, made the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> and yeah. Wall Street Journal's calling going, how are y'all doing? What? But the thing that was crazy is they didn't really know what they were doing. They had Other people had done it differently. And so we went to Burbank, California to speak, Orlando, Florida, Washington, you were, Washington, Washington D.C. to speak, because Mark Batterson was another huge theater church that we were looking up to. And we went up there and we were going, man, Mark's small. <laughs> you remember going yeah. in those rooms and we were like going, this is what, because in our area... <laughs> Probably the reason it grew so quickly is it's really different in our area. If you're in Washington, there's probably a thousand other things to do. But in Shreveport, Bossier, North Louisiana was like, man, there's a church and a theater. Everybody kind of wanted to go. And nobody had done it at that point. And you were doing it differently. But I remember, hold on, Chip, let me just go back to yeah, like to Washington, D.C. Yeah. We go in and we're supposed to be, because everybody's going, how did you grow your church so quickly? And Chip's going technical because some people are going, how does this work? I'm going methodology. And I remember going, well, where did one church ask? Remember, we had Q and A's with these pastors. There, was, one church says, uh, uh, "How did? Where did you do with your choir?" We're like, "Oh man, this is going to be a long." Like, we don't really use a choir. Well, then, what do you do? How, how do you do church in a theater without a choir or whatever? I'm like, "Oh Lord," I'm like, like, "We don't do that at all. The choir's gone." But that was my first wake up. Like, wait a second. They don't even understand what you're doing. They don't even understand the methodology because this was early on. I don't remember yeah. what year we did that. But that was 
2000, I saw an email on it. I think it was like 2009, 2010, yeah, somewhere so, around in there. So they were, it was all new, but these people, and so you had Burbank. So you went West Coast, yeah, West Coast, East Coast, and Northeast to do conferences. And they, they National Sin Media put it on. Yeah. They would bring in these churches. They would say, hey, if you want to launch in a, in a theater, we have some people that'll help you, and we're gonna we're gonna walk through that. So they had Q and A's and all these different stuff. And I remember we'd walk out to eat and stuff. And go, I don't know, this is crazy, man. Yeah, I think the <laughs> the interesting part about it was is that they were trying to put a traditional church in a theater, and and they were asking. And the guy his name was Barry Brown. Was that his I name? So. Barry Brown. He was like the the head guy in charge, and. Uh, he was like, I, they're not getting it. You know, they're not understanding that you have to do it a method that is different. And I think, you know, because I, I think about the first three years of Simple Church, and it was like a, a hurricane because it <laughs> it really was. Because when you start something, we didn't – I, I, to this day, if you – I thought – I, to this day, remember the time that was July. It was our second preview, preview service. And – we got done with it and walked out and Justin and I were talking underneath the, the Texas bridge. And he said, you know, I was just hoping that we'd have a hundred people here today and we make budget. Well, we had 200 people there mm-hmm. and we made like over like, and that was given $3,000, which was a huge deal for us because I think we had to make like 1500 just. Yeah. We had it all divided. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had it kind of figured out yeah. like you got to have so much a week. You need to have so many people. And that was because of Saddleback. We went to their training on how to launch. So that's mm-hmm. where the previews came from. And so I was asking Saddleback, what do you do or how do you do this? Uh, and so you're trying to go, we got to hit some markers or we're not going to make it. So then the first time I'm like, okay, people showed up, Chip. Yeah, we're, I we're think okay. we might. Like, uh, there's Somebody gave something. Hey, there's a win. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of Chip, by the way, used to pick me up to make sure I made it to church on time. Because Amen. I struggled with that in the beginning. But I will never forget, I got in the car with him one time, and he looked at me, and he goes, I don't think we're going to make it. I just, I don't think we're going to make it. What year is it, Scott? That's... Oh, gosh. This was, it was a long time ago, but I just remember it was dark and cold, so it was wintertime. Yeah, well, it's always, and we, we were sitting in that, that grand, that white grand marquee, and you were just, you just looked Murphy. down, and like, I just, I yeah. just don't think we're going to make it. Yeah. And, and Chip, probably, where I admire Chip, he was at least willing to tell you that. I may have just been thinking that at, at home alone, <laughs> like going, oh, God, please let there be someone there this week. Well, there was a – I mean, I think whenever you start something, there's a risk involved because at that point in time, like both of us had made significant risk for with our families and with our livelihood and all those different things. And, and a lot of people in the – areas that we came from and the churches that we came from were, I don't want to say they're rooting against us, but they didn't think it was going to work. Yeah. Nobody, well, nobody, nobody so nobody. different. Yeah, I mean, so different. they're going, because if you believe your method is right, whatever your method is. So if it's traditional church, choir, organ, piano, and you go, man, it doesn't need to change. Or if it's contemporary worship and a two hour sermon or whatever, you know, you're like, this method works. So when you say, as a group or as an individual, what if we do it differently? I think all of us go, Ugh, I don't know it's about scary. that. Yeah, they're scared by that, or they root against you because you don't. As a, as if you're doing it one way, you don't want to do it differently. We even struggle now, going, all right, should we do it differently now? Should you change slightly? Should you adapt? Because 
We should. There's certain things we're changing now. We had we have more worship music than we ever had growing yeah. up. I mean, I mean that's where people. And I'm not saying you're totally going one way or another, but you are trying to go. All right, let's ride this out and try to figure this out. And we still don't know. But one thing I do know is that the outsider really has to be the focus. And if you start focusing on the insider, then we have a problem. And that's where it went back and to learning that, from other people going, man, they're really outsider focused. Pick churches bigger than us, doing it different than us. And I think the main part about that is, is that we wanted to make sure that everyone, and when we say everyone had access to Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it came down to is like, we don't care what you wear. Always wear something. That was always the line. <laughs> and we don't care yeah, what you wear as long as you wear something. Yeah. That's true. That's because we saw a bikini show up one day and my heart dropped. Yeah. Not because I was excited, because I was scared to death. Yeah, because yeah, generally when that happens, the person that's wearing the bikini shouldn't be wearing. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but honest. ironically, this girl probably could, but she was coming to the wrong party. We had a Super Bowl party, and we that were in the bar. the bar. Yeah, yep. and we were in the bar, and which uh, when we were doing church in a bar, which is another technical nightmare. Because we were setting up and tearing down, and Brandon McComick, who's playing bass this week, was instrumental in helping us get the stuff. Remember, it was he was really just, bad when the elevator was down. Yeah, elevator. Yeah. So you were running. We'll go into that all. But anyway, this girl shows up, and she's coming for the Super Bowl party, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, Teague Lampkin. I'll never forget. He was like, that. He said, the Lord is with us. <laughs> When, when this girl showed up, she did belong in a bikini. She was coming for the 98 Rocks party, and there was a bikini contest at their Super Bowl party, and then Teague was like, man, I really thought we were on to something. You know, I thought we really had figured it out. I'm like, TD, I didn't know what I, didn't know what I was going to say. I was like, hey, girl, what's up? Glad you're here, man. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do we do? But what's crazy is in the midst of all of that, Cause so then we were in a bar because the theater we had outgrown have the you theater. Told the bar story? No, I don't. I don't think I have told the bar. Uh, story. If you, you need to have a bar, you've touched on it several times. Yeah, yeah. but but we had to right. the theater. We couldn't fit in the theater. We couldn't get the big theater. Remember they were so putting everything the, in the small, and yeah. that's why we launched in the bar, which was within running distance to the theater. And then we launched in another theater, yeah. and then we launched in another theater across town. So when you start thinking about the technical part of what Chip was trying to figure out, you talking about stressed out. That's probably yeah. why you wanted to, you know. Well, that's why I've had therapy now. So I mean, <laughs> it's true. And we're thankful. Clint Davis we Counseling, we have a sponsor. Which is right next door. Yeah, yeah right next door. <laughs> right next door. Yeah. But it was, a, it, it's, it was a it was way more back then no, than it lot. is now. Well, and, and too, I mean, I was looking at this the other day. So because it was a hurricane of people, which is a great thing. I mean, you're, you know, you're having – People, you know, trying to get their lives right with God and, and try to figure that, you know, what this means to follow Jesus and all those different things. But all of a sudden, like the first, the grand opening, we moved theaters from a 140 seater to a 290 something. We thought we were big time. And yeah. it filled up people sitting on the stairs and they were like, oh crap, we got to go to two services immediately. We hadn't even started. Yeah, we I mean, didn't even know like, how to do one. Yeah, and, they're like, and then and then the process, the, the problem of we had to be out of it. The, they would not, like at that point in time, we had to be out of the theater at 1130. Oh gosh, I It was like that. not not noon. Eventually we were like put enough pressure on them to say, no, we're, we're going to be out at noon. So we're like, okay, I guess we're going to have to do nine and ten. Or And you know, they were running movies. Like yeah, at nine way. in the morning. We only 10 had in the morning. we only had at that point five theaters. Yeah. Okay. So I look back on my notes, and the next year Easter was two thousand eight was the first Easter, and we did it at the theater. And 
we had to sell our souls to whoever to get the main theater, which was 100, 411 seats, 412 seats. And that was and only for thought, one. That, that was is only... all we needed. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, all were... we thought we needed. And, and we only had it for one day, which was Easter. And <laughs> they we're weren't like, go- you can't have it every week. Yeah. But wow. because it's Easter, we'll give you the big one. And we didn't, didn't have power still in there. Yeah. No. And you didn't have kids. you got to remember, there, there were kids' space. That's where Julie said the other day, she was just like, in some ways, I think that was, and I'm like, have you lost your mind? Yeah. Because that's Chip's wife. She works with babies and all that kind of stuff. But remember, they were on the floor in that little bitty sliver of a space. You couldn't even sit down in a theater mm-hmm. and have children's space. And then we were changing programming and try to accommodate. We had a thousand people show up on that first Easter. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, where are they going to sit next week? Because we had to go back to the smaller theater. Yeah. You know, and then, and then so the big deal, like the first big deal was the half buyout. Oh, yeah. We did the half yeah. buy. So we bought out, for y'all that don't even the every, yeah. I think it's 14 theaters. So we wanted seven. Yeah. We wanted seven of the theaters. We were going to buy out half of the theater on a Sunday morning. And they had never really done that. No. They didn't think that they were going to do that. They had never really had them like, uh, you know, I don't know if we can do this. And I don't know how we're going to do it. And uh, Aaron Carlson was, yeah. remember another name? He was our sales guy. Aaron was great. He was like, man, I don't know. We've never done this. And then, as complicated and as crazy as that was, and it finally got accomplished. Then we went for the buyout. Every theater in the room, we were trying, I mean, in that, we were going, we need the whole theater. Yeah. They were going, you guys lost your mind. The half buyout forced the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we had to say, well, we still could not do an 11 o'clock service. Like, I guess what people just don't understand is like, the reason why we did service times the way we did is because we were contractually bound to say, you have to be out of here at this time. Yes. And so Justin would haul his butt down to, <laughs> I mean, literally, he Run. had 10 minutes. And couldn't I didn't greet want, anybody, yeah. couldn't talk to anybody yeah. when the service is over, peace, and run out the back door and run straight down the bar. And the band was starting before I got there. Yeah. Yep. So then I would stand backstage. <sighs> <sighs> And they're like, I'd like go one more song, you know. So give me like one more, a, one one more, more song, and then they would get my breath, and they would come out. But people love the bar. That's yeah. when some of the mud bugs, the hockey players, started coming to I church. Think that you was, know? and that was the eleven o'clock because yeah. I think we started that one, that last service. We wanted to back up as far as we could, and we had fifteen minutes to get our butts out of there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, because because I was telling a story because I remember that because I was on the teardown team, so there would be people coming in and sitting down. While oh, yeah. we're tearing down, and I had I was tearing down a projector, and a family sat down and to watch a movie. Like, yeah, and I was like, "Hey, can I just move this projector?" And the dad told me, "Make me move." <laughs> and I said, oh, "Okay." And I just tore down the projector, and they sat there and watched us tear down. And more and more people came in because oh, they want to see that movie. Oh yeah, we had. I mean, I can remember thinking that people were coming to see us for church, and they were going to see a movie. Yeah. Like friends of mine, like really, I remember them coming like, "Hey man, you're coming to church." I'm like, going no, to we're Spider-Man. going to see Spider Man. <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, okay, no." But the cool story, uh, John Carmody's probably the coolest story on that. Yeah. Is like we had a guy that's an older guy uh, would probably look grouchy. Like most people think he's not going to be a pleasant guy. He'd be the guy that says, "No, make me move." He had brought his grandchildren to a movie, mm-hmm. saw us having church there. You know, and was like Ricky Davidson was his yeah, doctor. Ricky Davidson was his doctor. They saw him. He's what are y'all doing? He's like, oh man, this is our church. We're just launching here. We're you know trying something different. And he was like, well, you know, well, y'all need to kind of get out of my way. I mean, I'm trying to get my kids here, and this is the truth. It was just like you're kind of this is. So uh, his granddaughters though, look at him and said, boy, I wish I could go to church like that. 
and it moved him to where he came back, and it changed their lives. They moved to Arizona, I mean, not too, too long ago. But for years, he was one of our main volunteers, one of our main people. Uh, John, if you're listening, this is for you, because he may listen to the podcast, who knows, but What's really cool is, is you look back and go, all of those crazy stories from the heartache, the difficulty, the challenges. I mean, I remember Mike, you were bringing up Mike, the Mike the, Nelson, the theater manager. I mean, he was not churched, no. had no real relationship with Christ, didn't really know what was, and frustrated in some ways by what we're doing because I remember National Center Media saying, how many people are there? And we're like, well, it got up to like 2,000 people, 3,000 people in there. And they were going, come on. We were like, go look at your surveillance footage. No, we had to take pictures. Yeah, and we took pictures, but yeah, we were like, go look at your footage. They called back and said, uh-oh, because it was <laughs> chaos. I'm going to show some pictures this Sunday. It was chaos, and people forget that. Well, that's when they started going, all right, maybe they should get the buyout. Mm-hmm. Maybe something should change. And then we were even going, and then we were launching to another theater, which was still in the, the Regal 9, which – I think that's what took 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 place of the bar because yeah. they said, "Hey, yeah, we we'll need a childcare, and we need a childcare." A late, yeah, out, yeah, and we were going. We need and we need childcare. We were like, we didn't do childcare in the bar because there wasn't any space. No, so it was like you can only go to the eleven o'clock hour if you have no kids and you don't really want childcare. So then eventually, Regal Nine gave us where yeah, which is another nine seat auditorium. I mean, nine theater auditorium. We were able to kind of switch over there. But, but reason I say all that is. In all of that chaos and in all of that craziness, the cool part was is those little moments where you're seeing how God used all that to prepare us uh, and continue to challenge us to go, hey, this is really what it's about. It's about making room for people. It's about being willing to do things that maybe nobody else is willing to do and, and try things nobody's willing to try. And Brian Reed was the campus pastor over there. And, and we think that was big. And their, their biggest theater was 200 seats. I didn't think it was that much. I mean, the biggest, uh, yeah. you know, you're it like going very small. Yeah, you're going, come but on. It, but it worked. I mean, <laughs> well, it's just say, well, it's funny is I was just thinking is like the our service times now are as a direct result of the theater. Oh, yeah. Because they say, well, and we just happen to say, I think it was, oh, I remember now. Well, now we were, now we were, we're, we're nine, we were trying to figure, We were trying to figure it out. And um, we, me and you and Julie, which were the only, which were the only, uh, staff members at that moment in time went to Blind Tiger and we were just trying to figure out the service times. It's like, because we had so many people and we couldn't figure out, well, we really need to do three services. And I and I think I said, well, let's just do 9, 10, and 11 and we'll do 15-minute turnarounds and 15 minutes to get out. <laughs> and we're like, okay, no. let's try it. Let, and, and, now, now, and now that's it's still that way. You know? But the crazy part then was is you had to get yeah. out. Oh, yeah. So, and I remember having to get out, we ran over a poor lady. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. We have a, a, a little uh, strategy, a little thing we say is like pull a case because you have these large Don't cases push. of all of their portable equipment that go into trailers, whether that's semis or small trailers or whatever. So we we're like pull instead of push. Well, that came as a result of in the theater, this lady had this big old thing of popcorn, her big drink. And somebody was pushing, and they knocked her flat out. So it's a Wiped miracle. Out. It's a miracle we're not sued and out of business oh, on the. So when gosh. Chip was going, we may not make it. That one could have taken us out, but we gave her like a I don't know month worth of tickets or something. We I tried to just call her back, and because it was a pure accident. But that's the thing is you don't know because we were on fire to get out of there. You only had 15, 20 minutes to get out of there. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. you were like literally 
throwing things out the back doors of the theater, and then we'd pick it up off the concrete so that they could yeah, start their the movies. drums out, you know, like in the little uh, common area of people walk into the boardwalk, and we're like putting up drums. Hey, guys, enjoy your day at the boardwalk. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it was... and, and then I go back to it. How many times did they start a movie while we're in there? Or like, you know, you have time. your previews. You know, you'd be in your middle of your sermon. You're wrapping it up, and all of a sudden, here comes the pre-music. You know what I'm saying? And here's the <laughs> announcements, the commercials they're running. You're like... Oh, Chip. Chip checks off running or gets on the radio. And Mike yeah. was trying, but one of the funniest stories of Mike, and this is behind the scenes, Chip. You, yeah. I'm going to take you back you to the funniest. This is funny. So Mike was very difficult to work with in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't think he believed in us. I think he thought he was frustrated by it. But he did get certain benefits. We bought early on. How we tried to win him over and love on him was we will give away movie passes to first-time guests. Those were the good old days. So if you were a first-time guest, I went to him and said, let me buy 100 movie tickets. And he's like, why? Like, we're going to give them to anybody who comes and visits us. And then we eventually started buying gift cards to mail to them. But it was a way to go, hey, man, this is going to directly benefit you. We sponsored his free family film fest yeah. and still sponsor it to this day. To this day. Giving kids free movies throughout the summer. Uh, just as a thank you and a way to give back to the theater and, and our, you know, early days of appreciation. But it's a great win for the community. So we're like, hey, there's another thing we can do. Well, we needed uh, a little bit more time, wasn't it? Isn't that what, what was the bottom line is more time? Yeah, it was like, I, I remember now you're, I'm thinking, you know where I'm going. Oh, you know where I'm going. Is it, by, is it, uh, is it Britney Spears? Yeah. <laughs> So hold on, we're not yeah, there yet. Yeah. I, wasn't it time we wanted? It was time. We just said, hey, man, can you just look the other way? Because yeah. contractually, yeah. we had to be out of there. But could you look another way for 15 minutes? Yeah, we were asking for yeah. 15 more minutes, and he was just like, I just don't know. And I, so I said, Chip, we have got to take this guy to lunch. We have got to meet with him. We've got to – and Chip's like, well, okay. I mean, what are – I said, we just got to find out what his thing is. Every guy has a thing. Like, if you go, man, I like football, or man, I like music, or I like video games, or something. I was like, there's going to be something. Because he wasn't – had no kids. He was married, had an RV, and he had uh, – that was it. He had a dog yeah. and an RV. And this was, is where the CenturyLink helped me. Yeah. So he was going – I mean, yeah, I mean, and we were like, man, well, we could try to do this. And then finally, on one of our lunches or something, he brings up, he goes, man, I really like Britney Spears. Well, she was coming to town. She was going to do her show. I said, Chip, that's it. And he was like, what are we going to Chip was like, well, I said, Chip goes, maybe we can get him really good seats at the Britney Spears concert or whatever. So I said, Chip said, I'm going to call CenturyLink and see if I can get the hookup. Yeah. <laughs> so we, called uh, Melissa. Yeah. So he's box like, office he's like, I need the best possible. I said, dude, it don't matter what they cost. Because we were going to get 15 extra minutes every Sunday if we could win him over. So Chip calls, where did you – you got him good seats. He, he was on the front row. He said he wanted to he, – he told me. I was like, where do you want to sit? He said, I want to sit right here. I said, I'll take care of it. And it, I called Melissa, and I said, Melissa, I want to call in every favor. <laughs> I need these two seats and right here. And we she got them. got him and his wife, Britney Spears, tickets. And guess what? We got an extra 15 minutes. <laughs> he was in a good mood that next day. I was a runner for that show, too. Yeah. yeah. But this is what, I mean. But that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast, as they say over and over again. But isn't that crazy when you think about it? It's like, it was a matter of understanding what his thing was. And then at the end, this is just probably the punchline. So that's kind of how it started. Yeah. And it actually kind of warmed him up to us. And when he had to transfer, he was going to transfer to another theater down in Florida, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Dude, he teared up leaving us. 
He said, the thing yeah. that I'm going to miss about Shreveport Bozier, there's not a lot, but if I'm going to miss one thing, it's going to be you guys. It's going to be the church. And I remember going, Chip, a miracle has happened. Yeah. I mean, that is an absolute miracle. When you know he, he came in a couple of times and threw benches across the the, the lobby. Oh, he was yeah, – Because he, 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 he was difficult. But in the end, it's a great example of just how to love on somebody, how to accept them where they are, try to meet on common ground and go, dude, let's just try to develop a relationship. And over that time, by the end, literally, he cried. I remember me, we were tripping on it. At the time, we were just like, wow, man, God put us in that, in, place. In that place with him. And use Britney Spears. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, it's just a reminder of how we to treat is it how we want to treat people like Jesus would want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what they are seeing. I remember, and then when you were saying that, I remember he sent you an email one time, and he said, "Hey, I was listening to your sermon because he would come up and yeah. he would go into the projection room, and he's getting his stuff ready, and he would stick his head in and he would listen. So you don't know what." was going on in his heart on his head and you know what the spirit of god is doing in that person's life and even though they may be difficult at a certain point in time i mean we all are difficult oh. and that doesn't separate us from the access to being able to follow jesus yeah you know and so that was the thing that this awesome about the simple church is that we do whatever we can to remove obstacles sorry that's my phone um so that they can find a relationship with jesus you know and that's messy it's messy man because yeah. i go back to like oh mike it really was as crazy and as silly there were some highs and lows in that and and to think that like you said i remember i mean not till you say that i had forgotten he would he would go sit in the projection room because he wasn't gonna sit with the people right he was like but he's gonna listen and then he's gonna go hey man i heard that or hey man that was good or and i'm thinking wow man how crazy is it that in the midst of all of the sacrifice, I mean, the technical stuff when learning how to get, we fought for power, we fought for more theaters, we fought for more time. You know, we were trying to figure out, we had conventional, we didn't have anything special. It was pretty right. cheesy. The only thing we did have was a nice screen because it was, right. it was nice chairs. They did have nice chairs. Those, uh, everybody was a little disgruntled when we went into the convention I found center. I a video the other day of me and you <laughs> giving the tour to the convention center, and you said, well, here's the chair. I don't have a cup holder, you know. <laughs> There's still you have to be a little uncomfortable at times because everybody loved the seats. Oh yeah, it was nice, but it was. But we didn't small. have enough room. No, it was at small. that point in time. And that's a whole. In matter of fact, we may go into it on this next one while we're sitting here. But y'all got to go unload something here in a minute, right? You have yeah, real jobs to do. Yeah. But what we need to go into I don't know on if that I'm a real job. Yeah, well, me neither. But you, what you need, we need to go into is how we moved even to the convention center because that's a crazy God story. Or what we should do is really talk about Easter because since Easter is a coming. Oh, Easter Lord. is uh yeah. Easter is one of my favorites even though y'all Is it though? It is. <laughs> it's better than Christmas. <laughs> well, Jesus was born at Christmas, Chip. I know, but and he then, died for us on Easter. <laughs> yeah, but he rose again. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 That's the about, point of Easter. It's, it's not that he died, it's that he rose. <laughs> I think I like the point of Easter a lot better. <laughs> yeah, we all yeah. yeah, you die every Christmas or every no year. Easter is Easter is one of my uh, and and we need to Scott and I could talk for hours about oh, the yeah. first the I just feel the asleep first time. standing up yeah would, but we can't get into that but, we need to have like seen, Easter but, but, saying, but I've seen you fall asleep standing up in Mexico so that's that true shock on a me. ladder with on a, a ladder. fifty pound bucket of yeah. tar yeah, I mean you can pretty much fall asleep anywhere so that's if not I, shocking I'm tired enough because <laughs> I'm yeah. like Scott you're on a ladder 
on two stories up. What? What? Wake up. That's yeah. the key. Easter Easter is uh, uh, the first year in, in uh, at the CenturyLink is a great story. Oh, uh, we gosh. need to. That yeah, you, that, that'll time. be the next podcast. We can yeah. maybe we'll throw that in there as mm. well because it's pretty crazy to think that in the two hundred seat auditorium, or really a hundred seat auditorium, to the arena, and in thirteen years or so, that crazy journey that that's still happening, and that God's still using the method. And it's still impacting people's lives, which we're humbled by and thankful for. It's pretty, pretty God-sized awesome when you really yeah. sit back and look at it and go, we had a chance to do it. You have a chance to be a part of it. And you still do, you know. That's why I'm thankful for your listening. You're going, man, no, this is cool. Well, this Easter is another great opportunity for you to get plugged in because a lot of people love Easter because it's done differently and it's fun. And we're having an old Lego theme this year uh, with a powerful message as far as uh, hope, which I think will be really cool for people. But... You don't want to miss it, Scott. You just don't want to miss light, it. No, and, you uh, do not. Scott's got a killer light show for him. We night. hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scott, you moved, like, to give yourself some credit, you moved from pretty much a janitor into lighting and podcast guy. That's I'm an upgrade. still a janitor, though. Yeah, but it's, you know, you have other titles. I do have other titles. Yeah. I mean, multi, not multi-talented, multi-titled. But that's no, the simple multi-talented. church. multi-talented. <laughs> yeah, everybody Everybody multi- does everything. Yeah. Unfortunately, everybody's like, good Lord, can we hire somebody? If the giving gets up, brother, we can. You know, that's why we want people to give. Yeah, exactly. It helps us, right? And we need better technology. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, a, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, we keep going. That's what everybody jokes about. They're going, man. Every time I listen, you say that's a that gives you longevity in podcasts. Exactly. Yeah, we so, just need you to sow a seed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Thank you. I said that. The Are you going beginning. on the television the televangelist? <laughs> Good Lord, so help me, Scott. I want to say sorry. the last thing before we wrapped up. Right. Let me just say this. The first uh, testimony video that we did was Scott Odom. That we got to find it. I don't think that I have it. It's somewhere in that. I was skinny then, too, by the way. I weighed like 200 pounds. <laughs> but I, I want to see it. Yeah. Chip, dig, I, dig, yeah. dig, dig, yeah. dig. It was dig. such a. I remember I was walking on the uh, railroad track. Yeah, there was a yeah. railroad, railroad track. track. Yeah. But that was funny. I was just it popped Chip, my, Chip started and, all the video for those that don't know. He it was it, on tape. Yeah. yeah. And I was in Scrubs because I was working at LSU at the time, and I'd gotten off one work. of the twenty nine jobs. Yeah. Yeah. That was my <laughs> longest running job at four and a half years. And Scott, what did we do? What did you do every Thursday for two years with oh, me? Oh, I so Donnie McDaniel would park our one trailer at uh, the, fairway. No, no, no. no he'd park it at the um, at the gym at First Bossier. And by myself, and sometimes with Chip, but sometimes Chip had to work, but generally by myself, I unloaded that trailer and set up for band rehearsal every Thursday. Hey, come on. Give it up. Yeah. Round of applause for Scott. And Chip, come on. Clap blood, for him. He yeah. would be, his buys yeah. would be bloodshot because he was working at 10 psych. Yeah. The night and shift. The night shift. And he would get that up just and proves he would that. You're yeah. the, the simple church is built on your back. Mm. Yeah. And Chip's back. Hairy and back. he was... <laughs> too much oh. i think that's a good point to get out yeah. <laughs> manscape here we go hey thanks for listening to podcast yeah but remember you can email us podcast at the simple church.tv we also have an instagram and facebook and now. you can watch it on youtube yes how about awesome is that we it's love you dude tune in next time as we continue talking to chip mitchell and all of the early days and the technical advisor chip we love you thank you for early all you do for us early days that's, that's it right that's now. it yeah. come on man get out of here you got to go do something don't you you got to go load drinks <laughs>